When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the 12th Man Rising Podcast, part of the Fan-Sided Podcast Network. Here's your hosts, Lee Vowell and Todd Vandenberg. Seriously, <laughs> it still says starting. And hey, thank you, Scott, for allowing us to record after several minutes. It's probably got me, me recording the whole thing of me saying, well, it's good grief. That'd be awesome. Happy Mother's Day. Happy mom. To all those mothers and fathers of mothers and mothers of mothers and brothers and sisters of mothers. That sounds like a song, doesn't it? It does. Ooh, foreshadowing. Do, 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 so do. clever. Well, that if that's clever, then you're really going to hate the Rob Gordons. Go ahead and tell people what our Rob Gordons are of this afternoon, Todd. Our Rob Gordons on Mother's Day have nothing to do with moms because we're smart. That's true. Unless your mom drinks beer. Your mom should drink beer. And if your mom had you, <laughs> I guarantee you she's drinking beer. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Um, anyway, our Rob Gordons are. That's beer. not true. My, my mom says that beer isn't strong enough. So yeah. I, I take that That's as true. a good sign. That's true. That's quite true. Did you say what our Rob Gordons were? I wasn't listening. I did I was not. Thinking of... <laughs> I was thinking of. Ooh, thinking ew. of ooh, Slim Shady. Ooh, I am um, Eminem. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, Rob Gardens are beer names, which would also be lovely song titles, but only for a specific band or musical artist. Exactly. Isn't so, that exciting? We were so now lazy. You have to look forward to. Yeah, Nothing. we were. So, <laughs> Nothing. I, mean, I think if you're, you're looking n- forward nithin, to this show, nothing. Yeah, nothing. Nithin. You're looking forward to this show is like, wow, you got to broaden your horizons because. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. don't say broad. That's not cool. That's not mm. cool. That's not piece. Especially not a Mother's Day. I knew we grew up in the Henry Fielding was one of our students, but. Um... <laughs> Anywho. Hell. Oh, how much? What is the combined uh, ABV of our beverages today? I believe it's 17.7. So. Oh, it's going to be a good oh, show. Yeah. yeah. And, but mine doesn't really seem like nine. It's a seltzer. I can't remember the name of the seltzer. And it's not because I've had so much of it that I can't remember the name. <laughs> and of it. it's right in front of you and you can't read it. Well, no, but it's not that much. I poured it into a glass because it's a seltzer. You know, it kind of gets. Ew. Yeah, exactly. Because it gets it's like a it's like a kombucha I, that you know settles. So <laughs> are you saying that people who drink kombucha are settling? Is that what you're saying? There's. Maybe. Okay. 
more bush in the back than there is in the front. I don't know. <laughs> Kombucha. As, as if you needed proof of the combined ABV of this show. Oh, my God. That's another great podcast. Today's combined ABV is. Yeah, let me throw this out. So uh, we were pre-pro for a long time. We were talking Hi, about this. Did uh, you throw it out? Please throw it out. If you needed to be throw it out. out. Throw it out. Speaking of Pete Davidson, he has that new. Have you seen his new show? I have not seen his new show. Are we talking about Bupkis? Yeah, it's okay. It's all right. I have, I have not seen Bupkis. I've seen uh, uh, like the first one. Like yeah, it's, it's good. It's interesting. I've seen the clips. I've seen the clips. The Clippers? The Clippers. The Clippers. Oh, we're just bouncing no around from he has a razor subjects. Cut. He has a razor cut. Eventually, we'll probably talk about the Seahawks. I can't guarantee it, but we might. Throwing it out. What was I talking about? Throwing it out. Something throwing it out. I don't know, but it's always sunny. Aha. Uh-huh. Um, so I haven't seen either Fool's Paradise or Blackberry yet, but um, Fool's Paradise yeah. has kind of like reviews, but you know what? So did Chappie, and Chappie is the best damn movie since Citizen Kane. <laughs> I think it is Chappie Kane, right? Isn't that what it is? Chappie um, Kane <laughs> <laughs> from the makers of Pinky Blinders. Um, I uh, yeah, the uh, the reviews aren't good, Killian, but I'll, I'll be Killian, entertained. Killian will be in it. Yeah, I, I definitely am going to go see it. But Hamilton's I, getting some awesome reviews for BlackBerry. Interesting. Oh, well, that's true. I have seen that. Howerton. Yeah. Glenn. The Glenn yes. Livet Howerton. Thank God I'm not drinking that. Speaking of that, I don't hear a chair. No, Murph's not on this program. Yeah, Murph's not on the show. That's a shame. We should have Murph's chair. Uh, if we can't get Murph, at least get Murph's chair. That's the second best thing to Murph. That's right. I, I think I told you. Years ago, we, I, I thought about starting a, a Twitter handle called Murph's Chair. Murph's Chair, yeah. yeah. That would still, I still might do it. I wouldn't you make should any do sense, it. We would have a lot of pithy comments on Murph's Chair. Pithy. Pithy, pithy blinders. <laughs> pithy blinders. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, guess it kind of is. Oh, um, it is. It is quite pithy. So the Seahawks schedule came out. Oh, my God. Week. We are talking about, okay, I got to focus now because we are talking about the team. Yes, sir. Go ahead. Um. So let's start with the Dolphins schedule. No, um, so they're, they're uh, playing 17 games, right? Am I right? They are. So this tells you what an idiot I am. So we did this thing for fan sided. Yes. We as in Lee. the greater we, I guess. Um, Prince Charles, after he got done with the the coronation, he was mm. like, I, I'm going to do a play by play or game by game for the Ravens. He's a big Ravens fan. I'm assuming. I don't know why. Big Ravens. So before we get to the Seahawks, so because you know, when we done, we want to deflect as much from what their actual subject matter is. What is the reason for the hatred of Prince Charles? Because he is very uh, climate forward, if that's a term. He's very much focused on renewable energies and all the rest of it. Is it just because he cheated on Diana or because he's an ass? Which is it? It's because he and we are both liberals, so I say this as a liberal. It's because he's the Democratic Party of royalty. There we go. Okay. Because he does good stuff, yeah. but the other side has better. They're better with uh, getting their message out. True. Do you know Diana would if Diana had not been forced to flee from the paparazzi? Good job, quasi press, uh, and die. She'd be the queen, and she would be sixty-two. If that's what happened. If that's what happened. Worked out well for Prince Charles. Worked out really well for Prince Charles, you know what I'm saying? Um, I do love the meme about 
I, I don't really care for the memes about Camilla's appearance. It's like, you know, because I agree. Yeah, I no French French prince. I am no French prince. <laughs> I am no French press. <laughs> no French press or I, toast. I, I do look similar to a French press because I'm cylindrical. Um, however, <laughs> like oh, the whole I can't keep I keep getting pushed appearance. down by the man. Yes, so. I feel that. Or woman. Of which, someone just shared a meme on the FB, if you know what I'm saying, uh, that they got a tattoo of Malcolm X. <laughs> and it's not Malcolm X. It's Denzel as Malcolm X. It's like, that is so awful. Um, anyway, because according to the meme, the person said, oh, man, look at this. It's like I'm dedicated to, you know, like, and of course, it's a Caucasoid person. So yeah, like, have, have you seen Keen Spill? Keen Spill, what the hell? I have seen Keen Spill. I'm percent. I've seen Keen Spill. I'm oh my god, it is awesome. Keen 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 Spill is the German version. Keen Pill with the uh, with, that's getting play. That's getting play. That's, that's right. Where Keegan Michael Key actually is uh, the person who follows the the uh, Martin Luther King speech. We have a dream speech. I have not. Oh god. <laughs> He gets up there. The guy's like, he's a, he's another pastor, but he's just next in line to do the speech. And he's like, oh, you know, I don't know what to say here because, you know, I don't want to say the guy took my speech. But then people start booing. <laughs> Awful. Oh, my he's like, God. I'm just going to freak for him. This. I mean, maybe if black people enslaved white people and people start booing. It's so funny. Oh, my God. I love Keen Pill or Keen uh, Spill, the Sprocket Keen, version. Keen Spill. Oh, my God. Now we dance. All right. So uh, you were talking about the Seahawks schedule. And... Oh, yeah. There is a schedule. Yeah, it is. Seven... Oh, uh, yes. It's 17 games. And this is what an idiot I am. So uh, I almost said Facebook. Fan sided. Facebook had me. We, for some reason. As in the royal we, which got a sidetracked. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> exactly. Um, no, I'm not a big fan of Prince Charles, but not of English royalty in general. But yeah. anyway, so fan side it had us do uh, the each person one person from each side a, a game by game prediction and they wanted like nine slides and the first slide was intro week one and then uh two games for each slide thereafter right which added up to to 17 games but then i realized so you had they wanted you to pre-write it which i did i mean which is weird because it's like basically you just had to say what the games were and who you thought was going to win and then 30 to 45 minutes after the schedule was released, they wanted you to post it, which makes sense because it's timely, right? Right. But okay. then you have to spend frantically 30 to 45 minutes, you know, reorganizing the whole reorganizing. article. Right. Um, so I did that. But then I realized because there's a bye week thrown in, yeah. I have one page that's not – it can't be two. It just can't be two unless I have the – I can't just say bye week and then that looks Yeah, yeah, weird. yeah. It can be two. You just say – and – on the bye week, this is what I think they're going to do. Which is what I did, but it ended up, <laughs> so it ended up still being nine slides, but the last slide is three barbecue. games. At a barbecue. <laughs> yeah, oh, but it, yeah, I just can't right. do math, but I was like, I don't know how else to do this. But but anyway, yes, 17-game uh, schedule. Um, and the thing I like, the way it played out, and I didn't do the preseason. Preseason's interesting this year because uh, as opposed to the the Raiders, who the Seahawks used to always play every year, right. they actually play the Vikings, Cowboys, and Packers. Yeah, no, which I don't, I don't know why Cowboys. I mean, because they're playing the Cowboys later, so it just seemed kind of odd that they're playing them in preseason. 
Yeah, but you know the you know how it is. The yeah, yeah, people yeah. who play in the preseason are not going to resemble who actually is in the game. No, not at all. Not at all. It would be so stupid. A team should do that, though, right? You should have a team where it's like we're just playing our starters the whole game. This is our <laughs> entire playbook. We're going to establish our dominance, and then you'll know exactly what we're going to yeah. do. And then the regular one, well, but then you get to the regular season, and that team, of course, they're thinking, "Oh, we saw them in preseason. They're not," and they do the same plays, and it's like, "Well, wait a minute. They seem like they're doing the same." And then they get beat like forty-eight to nothing. We didn't adjust to their real plays because we saw them already. Who knows? <laughs> um. But uh, yeah, I, I I like how so the the Lions can be an issue because I think the Lions are going to be better and they have a good quarterback. But yeah. I like how the schedule. I don't like having a a week five bye week generally speaking. I although I think for this version of the Seahawks it might work well because a lot they, of young they, players, a lot of vampires, a lot of. Yes, they have a lot of vampires, as in they will sink their teeth into the opponent and drain them of their life force. A lot of young players, a lot of young players. I mean, they they literally do it with every person you sink. I mean, you don't sometimes you're just killing the person to. Well, I'm just I'm just picturing Witherspoon. You're just being pithy. All I'm picturing is Witherspoon. Pithy blinders. I have pithy blinders on. Uh, Yeah, I I get what you're saying. Is that a word? Pithication? It should be a word. It should. It is now. You coined it. Um, That's not very, have, worth very much nowadays. Coining they could have nine, ten starters with either one-year or rookies as either one-year vets or rookies. I mean, might not be a bad idea, and I agree. It's like I generally don't like early buys because be a little helpful later in the season yeah. when more injuries piling up. But for this exactly. team... Yeah, and it, it probably makes sense because it could give them a week of a week to like, okay, what have we learned from the first month? Like, yeah, digest exactly. So it's it goes Rams, which um, you know the Rams are going to be tough because they're always tough, and it's week one of the right of the regular season. Anything can happen. The Seahawks should win, though. Uh, it you know, but um, and especially it's at home at Lumen Field. But they play the Rams and then at Detroit, which if you have a bunch of young defensive starters, then I think that's that's going to be. Of course, the Seahawks won last year, but it ended up being like 80 to 75 or something like that. Yes, so, wow. I mean, it that's the game that scares me the most as far as facing uh, an opposing offense. Then you've got the Panthers and the Giants and the Giants. I know they paid $40 million for some reason a year for Daniel Jones, but that offense does not scare me. So then you get the break and I'm like, okay, cool. They could, they could be, I mean, they could be four and O out of that, or they could be two and two would be worst case scenario. I think. I think two and two is worst case scenario, but I pictured, I picture three and one because they always lose a game. They should win. And it'll, I think it'll come early. I don't know which one, uh, probably Detroit because Detroit had a really good offense last year. And, and and yes, they made a bad choice as far as value, as where they took took the running back. But that's a good running back. Yeah, yeah, they're, and they're still that's, that's a and and we'll see how improved the uh, Hawks are against the run. I, I think they'll be much improved. But if they're much improved, they could improve tremendously against the run and still rank like 16th in the league. Yeah, which would actually be nice. But yeah, the Lions yeah. scare me. It's not even the players because they believe in their coach so much and they have a good coach. 
Exactly. So, and we've said that I, for two I, years I, I, now. I think right? the Hawks will beat the Lions, but the Lions will be a very should, should be very which of course means Seattle will win forty five to nothing, which would That's right. Pretty, and then pretty sweet actually. And then lose the other three games. Um, <laughs> it's the NFL, and yes, that could happen. Exactly. But I think they'll be three and one going into the bye. So then, after the bye week, they get the team that I'm so happy they didn't start the season with, which is the Cincinnati Bengals in Cincinnati. Yeah. Um, and then you get Arizona, Cleveland, Baltimore. So Cleveland could be okay. Baltimore should be good. Then you get the Commanders. Eh. Then you get the Rams again, and then. Then you get the four games starting on the 23rd of November that are going to make or break the season. That's a rough stretch. Yeah, that's I don't like it when. So basically, for those listening, me um, to remind myself when I haven't had nine percent ABV in a seltzer, they go 49ers, Cowboys, 49ers, Eagles, which is and two of those. The two games right in the middle are on the road. But I don't like it when they do interdivision games. With within that amount of time, like they should spread it out, right? Have like the first half of the season, you have these, you're playing the 49ers, Rams and Cardinals. Some point in the second half, you're doing the same thing, but like to have them like basically back to back. Um, And two of those games are on Thursday. So they play the 49ers after right. a very short week against the Rams on Thanksgiving night. Then they go to the next Thursday um, instead of Sunday, so it's a shorter break. Then they get the longer break versus facing the 49ers the second time. Yeah, which at uh, least they get a long break before the second Niners game. At least true. they get that. True. And then they play That's the a really Eagles. tough game, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like you said, that's a rough, rough stretch. Of course, then they come back after that. They play the Titans, the Steelers, and they close out against the Cardinals. And, and not to minimize... Titans or Steelers. I mean, on paper, Seattle should win both of those games, but neither of those really would should be walkovers unless Levis is starting at Tennessee at that point, in which case <laughs> uh, I see a five interception game in the Seahawks future. Yeah, I am. Um, the Steelers scare me more than the Titans. Do oh, yeah, know. definitely. And, and if you're a fan of holidays, this is not the ho- I mean, not to blame the NFL for. I mean, they the NFL could have that late in the season when no college games are being played on right. the 23rd. I mean, maybe bowl games. But really what they could have done is moved all the games to Saturday and not had any Christmas Eve games, but they don't care. And then um, then the following week is New Year's Eve on that Sunday, the 31st. And then Seattle also plays on Christmas night or sorry, Thanksgiving night. So every holiday that you have is is basically taken up. If you're a Seahawks mm-hmm, fan. Mm-hmm. And I know that I, they were talking, making this point on Seattle sports this week, as far as like, well, at least the Christmas Eve game is at 10 a.m. Pacific time. And it's like, well, yeah, but that's one o'clock for the rest of the the nation. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so it's still not going to get, if you're traveling to the game, you're not getting, I mean, it's, it's still screwed stuff up. It's just like, okay, it's 10 o'clock Seattle time, which is cool if you live in Seattle, but 12s live everywhere. So I feel bad for those German fans. Oh, my gosh. Oh, jeez. And there are a lot of them. They what are. do you think of the, the uh, Jaguars getting two London games? I mean, they're almost like oh, they hope to be home games in a way, right? But kind of yeah, bizarre. Not real. And their their owners. I'm surprised they don't just move them to 
I, I can see that happening in the future where they and and their stadium is being revamped too, right? So it's right. like they won't really even be playing. Florida Atlantic was like, hey, you can use our stadium because it's like that's money for us. Um, but I mean, I could see the Jaguars with their owner, um, yeah, moving to England, moving the team to England. It would be weird, but you know, the NFL wants a team in yeah. England. Now, now this is totally off topic, obviously from the Seahawks, but it's still NFL. So can they do? Do you picture they're going to do that just a European team or are they going to go uh, or are they going to have a, a division, a European I, division? I hope not. Have to. I know. Yeah, you do have to. And, and eventually that would be the case. I think they probably would do it like the Jaguars make the most sense, right? Because of the of owner. It is weird that they and I get why they're doing it. They have those two games back to back, but they're in different stadiums because of, right. the you know, the actual football teams are a lot more important than the Jaguars. Sorry. NFL fans, but they, they have <laughs> games. So, um, but it would be, it would be nice if they just, they need to just build a stadium Jaguar stadium, because if I'm the owner of the Jaguars, I'm thinking, you know, I know football, like soccer football is a lot bigger. It's always going to be bigger than the NFL version of football. It just is. Let's just get used to that. NFL fans, yeah. if you think the NFL ball, it's, it's not going to happen. Um, one is a global when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. and one is an American sport with some can Canadian fans. But if if you were the owner of the Jaguars and you had the only team, you can build that whole fan base. I mean, for the future, for a foreseeable future, that's like all these people, once they start to like NFL football, they may be fans of the Jaguars because that's their team. I mean, it makes complete sense for him. It does for um, him. I, I picture for scheduling and the rest of it, I think they would probably, to me... I would go at least one team in Germany, probably two. And if I do that, I'm doing two two teams in England. Uh, I, I'm doing one in Croatia. I um. <clears throat> I don't see I don't see a team in France ever. Uh, Spain. I mean, I I'm just winging it like I always do in every show and every article I ever write and basically every action I ever take in life. Um, I. Don't see one in Spain. I, there's never going to be one in France. I mean, that would be ridiculous. But no, French Spain, don't want it. and, I and they wing. I just see more likely. Just, I see just, more likely it's going to be England and Denmark and yeah, Denmark and Germany. Because I mean, NFL is actually, as we talked about last year, you know, when uh, the Seahawks made their ill outcomed. Is that a word? It is now an ill outcomed trip to Germany. Uh, 
a lot of NFL fans in Germany, a lot of Seahawks fans in Germany as well. It's like, no, the Seahawks won't move to Germany. Jody Allen is not a vicious person. <laughs> so, but I can see two teams in Germany or and two in England, maybe not those particular countries, but to, I don't, I don't think the NFL would approve new franchises or a move. And obviously the Jaguars would, it would be insane. I, although that would fit with the NFL, right? It's like, oh, we're going to open a new team. money can be and made, it won't be the Jaguars. <laughs> the Jaguars. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I can see that much more than just having one team because that's that would just be insane for. Well, for so a couple of things. All the stuff. So it, it was an ill outcome game because of all the pitification that happened in that German game last <laughs> yeah, year. It was, and that was um, the pitification. But how much travel time? Is there between London yeah. and New York? True. I, I I mean I don't I honestly don't know the answer to that. It could be that it's like five or six hours, which is like well, hey. if you're taking that Titanic, it's infinite. That's right. That's true. Uh, yeah, I just want to see that team in in Denmark, just because they can be horrible for decades, and we can always say there's something rotten in NFL Denmark. Um, no, no. But uh, yeah, I, I just seven like hours it, and six minutes. That's the flight time. London. Are you to serious? New York. Wow, it's really London long. to New York. So what picture, if you have the layover in Greenland? Picture, yeah, picture Seahawks to London, and you know they would make them do that on a Thursday night game. You know they would make them do that on a Thursday night. Well, that'd be awesome. That, yeah, that's true. Now that I think about it, it's still like five hour flight from Seattle to New York, right? So it's right, really not yeah. that much more. For some reason, I kept thinking three hours, but that's the time zone, idiot. Um, but yeah, the the flight would be, uh, I mean, the flight would be long, but if you had a bunch of, and they, they would be, I, you know, the NFL, if we're thinking of it, you know, the NFL has got to be thinking, well, if we do this, it maybe we can talk fun. those people into Greenwich meantime to move the hour. Um, <laughs> probably. They probably would shell out. <laughs> yeah, uh, let's, let's give Prince, Prince, my God, let's give King Charles, <laughs> not Prince. He never oh, was he Prince. I got it. Prince was a Vikings fan. Anyway, he would be like, no, they're not moving that team to. Exactly. I wonder why Prince never bought the Vikings. He could have. Somebody somebody who, oh, Tom Brady. Did you see where he's uh, potential for him putting a stake in, into the hearts of Raiders? That's what I saw. Maybe that's not what it means, but. Yeah. I'm talking about vampires again. NFL is very big in vampires this, this season. Weird. It is funny that the vampires have the heart thing and zombies have the head thing, right? So does that mean zombies are smarter than vampires? Must be. Hmm. Must be. Vampires are soulful creatures. And that's yeah, where the soul so resides. More R&B type and the zombies are more like mm-hmm. sludge metal. <laughs> sludge metal. <laughs> <laughs> it's a thing. Oh, yeah, it, is a, it, it is now. Okay, back to the Seahawks. We should talk about the Seahawks more. Okay, so... I haven't really gone through the schedule and said win loss win loss win loss. Actually, I just did, and then win win win, and then loss loss win loss win 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 loss win win. Is that <laughs> is that seventeen? I think that's seventeen. That's, I that have, sounded uh, like sixteen and a half. Uh, tie. Okay, so <laughs> against the Cardinals because of course, freaking Cardinals. Oh my gosh, I swear. Oh. I swear we probably will have a tie with the Cardinals this season. <laughs> probably not. You want to do this? Because I, I did the game by game schedule and then I realized I have no idea what their final record would be. 
Um, but yeah, let's, uh, do it. let's do it live when we have no idea what we're talking about. Well, I I I know already know what the when the win or loss game will be. So the first first week I have uh, Seahawks winning twenty to seventeen. I hope you're keeping score because I can't. Then uh, week two, <clears throat> I have Seattle winning thirty four to thirty. Week three, I have them winning twenty eight to seventeen. So they're starting off three and zero. According to one, of course, I have no. I had to rearrange this, so I have no idea what this looks like, to be honest. <laughs> so, and then week four, I have them uh, winning again, twenty four sixteen. And then the bye Ooh. week, they lose. So that no, I'm just kidding. Uh, gotcha. So, week six, I have them uh, losing to the to the Bengals, twenty eight twenty seven. Then I have them beating the Cardinals, twenty seven to sixteen. Yay. I have them losing to the Browns, 27-24. Um, I have them losing to the Ravens, 38-31. I have them beating the Commanders, 24-13. I have Yay. them defeating the Rams the first time, I think, whatever. Or second time, uh, 34-18. Yay. have uh, them... Uh, oh, they're playing the 49ers. I think I have them losing. Actually, I split them. Oh, I have them beating the 49ers on Thanksgiving night and then losing to the Cowboys uh, the following week. What are the scores? What are the scores? What are the scores? What are the scores? I mean, people are going to have to subscribe to. No, you don't have to subscribe. It's all free. We're not worthy of being subscription. Subscribable. What's what's the score of the the Niners game? 27-21 on Thanksgiving and then they lose to Dallas 28-21. Boo. Um, and then they they lose again to the they lose to the 49ers the following 31 31 20 <clears throat> and then they beat the Eagles 27 24 nice and, and then they they beat the Titans 24 21 they uh beat the Steelers 21 15 and then they beat the Cardinals in the last game of the year 42 to 10 yes I, I just hate the Cardinals I have no yes. idea what that ends up being I don't know either because I was just adding up the, the offense of output. I, I didn't even keep track of the defense because I can't do two things at once because I'm stupid. I think but, I have them losing six games. That seems right. That seems reasonable, yeah. I mean, you're wrong because they'll only lose two. But, no, six games <laughs> six games definitely seems reasonable. You have 455 points on offense. I didn't track the defense, but the defense is... You added the, the points that much? Yeah. That quickly? Well, calculators. Um so, eh, calculators. What is that? A Chinese thing? Twenty-six point eight points per game. That seems kind of reasonable. Four fifty-five. Not a huge offensive output, but not not bad at all. It seems reasonable. Um, I would think. I would think. Let me go with a higher register. Um, <laughs> so, eleven and six. I think that's. Okay, obviously most twelves is like seventeen to no or death, whatever you know. <laughs> Some but are. but uh, I think eleven and six would be a good step up, right? Two game improvement. Yeah, which and uh-huh. they could have won eleven last year, to be honest, if they right. somehow gone two and two against the the horrible NFC South. <laughs> Jesus, unbelievable, right? Um, I would say. They'll go. They'll get twelve wins, which twelve wins used to be. Oh my God, they're great. And it's like twelve wins isn't because of course we have the extra game. So twelve and five isn't. Uh, it, it's only one game difference. 
but 12 and 5 to me has a there's a big difference between 12 and 5 and 12 and 4. I mean, yeah, yeah. you haven't quite hit that level of, we won three quarters of our games. I was like, no, you haven't if you only won 12. But, Stupid yeah, math. I, I can totally, I totally, math, <laughs> I can totally see that uh, as as a very reasonable estimate. Um, and, more to the point, a lot of people who are smarter than me, I won't say they're smarter than you because they're not, but smarter than me, uh, a lot of the pundits see that kind of a season for the Seahawks. I haven't seen like specific, this is going to be their record, but I just like, want to see what KJ Wright says. It, that's really what matters, right? Because he's uh, the one that got nine, nine wins last year. Yeah, but several writers are saying is like they see a two game improvement, they see a three game improvement. Uh, I see an 18 game improvement. Oh my God, that would be so good. Um, just in one year, I was like, eh, we're, we're going to sneak in a few games in Mexico and we're going to fly to London, not to really tell anybody about it. Um, but a lot of the pundits are saying that the Hawks had not only the best draft. Most most from what I've seen, they're saying the Eagles had the best draft. Mm, I can buy that. But I'm not like upset if people see that Seattle had the second best draft of all coming on the heels of the best draft last year. Like personally, I think they had the best draft this year again, but also how many articles have you seen? And I know you actually look at a few headlines. I don't read because you can't read CBS sports, (laughs) but how many articles have you seen where said Seahawks got the steal of the draft and it's always a different guy. Exactly. Yep. I'm All glad you brought that up. Guy. It's not just Spoon, which Witherspoon's not the steal. I actually have seen an article that said Witherspoon is the steal of draft, and I don't know how you can be the steal of draft when you were the fifth pick overall. But, okay, I mean, I get what the writer was saying because it's an awesome pick. But I've seen so many of those, and it's if it, it sometimes it's Charbonnet, but a lot of times it's in the fifth round. Sometimes yeah. it, it's – I've seen both Michigan guys – yeah, I have too. It's yeah. virtually everybody that they picked. I've seen Reed out of New Mexico. Uh, I've seen a couple that said it's Macintosh, and and the thing is, is like they're all right. Yeah, they're yeah, they all, all could be right. right. All of these guys are absolute steals. Now, will they pan out? We know some of them won't. Not not ever. I'm not saying not ever, but we know some of them won't pan out this year because that. That's never happened, and I don't see that's ever going to happen. But they have so many guys that fit the culture, that fit the system, that fit and feel the need. It's re- it's a ridiculously good draft. This yeah, draft that, could be better good, than last year's. That's a good point to bring up. Is like with the way this draft class is same as last one is is you're not yeah. thinking which of these guys is going to work out. You're almost thinking which of these guys is not going to work out. Yeah, you know? exactly. I mean, some of them aren't. Maybe no, half of them won't. If half of them do, great. Uh, if half of them don't work out, that means half of them did. That means you got five, at least major contributors, if not starters, in one draft. Right. Which but is would be incredible. Honestly, like I think I said, three of them should be hall of, hall of Famers, or it's a it's a bust. <laughs> well, you know, the funny thing is, is three of them could be. Yeah, the center, and the the two Michigan guys. No. I mean, that's the funny thing is you just don't know, right? Like no, who's going to work out the best? You don't know. Um, but anyway, move, moving on. So uh, rookie minicamp was this weekend. There's not a whole lot to take away. I mean, they get their books, they get their assignments, they get the right. feel of what the organ. 
organization is going to be. One thing that annoys me is that that I'll see on Facebook, like breaking this player for this team, this drafted player has signed. That's not breaking. They're all slotted. They're going to sign or they don't sign. And the money they get is already pre-assigned. It's like, right. give it a rest. If they don't sign, that's on the player and his agent. And the agent should then be fi- fired because you already know what the contract is supposed to be. I never so can figure out. It's like, why, why don't you sign? Like the soon, the soonest you can sign. Why? Because nothing's going to change. The only thing I can figure is there's a little bit of gray area as far as signing bonus and like how much of it is blah, blah, blah. But that's really it. And there's not a whole lot of room to wiggle there either. No. But the contract is still going to be the same. So it's just like, whatever. Um, I mean, they're getting they're getting paid. The first rounders are getting paid millions. I mean, Jalen Carter is getting paid, what, like $24 million because of his slot. Right. Um, and then other, you know, Kenny McIntosh is not getting paid nearly as much. But it's all it's all slotted. So it's uh, yeah. the breaking news is like they're all going to sign eventually. If they don't sign, that's the breaking news because it's just like eh, I decided not to play football. That's basically what it is. That would be that be the only breaking breaking news for sure. Yeah, exactly. Um, the running back room, I've I've got that on the uh, podcast write up thing. So I guess we 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 kind of talked about it a, a little bit last week, but we had two running backs to to going into the draft. For Seattle, we knew they were going to ha- either have to sign a free agent. They still may sign another one. Yeah. Um, but they've now got four, and they're all young, as we joked about last week. DJ Dallas is the older guy, guy in the room because he literally is. Yeah. Um, and then you've got Kenneth Walker the third, or Ken Walker the third, and then Zach uh, Charbonnet, um, as some people say, Charbonnet. And then you've got McIntosh, who we've discussed. And I think McIntosh... All those guys can take snaps. They're all worthy of it. Oh. DJ gets better every year. The more I give him the ball, the better he seems. But it's really going to be Walker and, and Charbonnet, right? And oh. then McIntosh. But the, the great thing about McIntosh, and we discussed this as well, is that the guy isn't just like, I'm a third down back. He can. He's big enough to play all three downs. Yes. If they all get injured in front of him, and it's, which happens every year in Seattle, it seems like. If he's your starter, I feel good about it. There was absolutely. I didn't realize this when I wrote a, the did the write up on the draft of Macintosh, but and I should have. I failed. I'm so sorry. But there was one player in the bowl championship division, like real football. Sorry, uh, last year in college, who had 500 yards rushing and 500 yards receiving. Seahawks have him. Uh, and like like you said though, that does not mean he's a third down specialist. It's like. The dude can run. The yeah. dude is a, is definitely a rusher. If if things horrible things happen and we lost both Walker and Sharshar, <laughs> Macintosh could take over. I wouldn't be happy about it because we lost two really good talents. But you know, we've got Lightning and Walker. We've got Thunder and Charbonnet, and like the dude, the Charbonnet is like a brutal runner. And Macintosh, I I don't. I'm not saying he's at their level, but he's very close at and both. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, if Walker and Charbonnet both get injured and your running back group is Dallas and McIntosh, that's you can live with that. Right. You're going to be throwing a lot more. But, oh, do they have any receivers to throw to? Oh, I think they do. Well, even if you didn't, both those guys can catch, too. Right. That's the thing. I mean, yes, the, the offense would suffer, of course, but. It wouldn't be like, oh, Jesus, now we're screwed. It wouldn't be that in that case at all. 
How somebody uh, has not made a uh, a video about Kenny McIntosh joining the Seahawks and made it that McIntosh commercial in 1984. <laughs> somebody's got to do that. Somebody has to do that because I, I mean, it's the reason he dropped. The reason well, Charbonnet didn't drop. Charbonnet went up a little bit. The reason he dropped is because again, times like oh, combine time wasn't that great. It's like. Okay, he probably is not going to have a 90-yard rushing touchdown in his career. How many people do? He doesn't yeah, you're, have wrong. To. you're wrong. He needs to do that every down. <laughs> That's the expectation. And if he's not fast enough, he doesn't need to be in, playing in the NFL. It's, it's just it's mind-boggling how much attention is paid to numbers in the combine. And, yeah, of course they matter. But as a lot of people say, it's like, I don't know, did you, did you watch them play? NFL's not track. Right. If it was. Or, yeah, 40-inch like, vertical. It's like, well, I didn't see that running back. He didn't jump when he took the handoff. So I didn't see a 40-inch vertical. I don't know why we took that guy. Yeah. Do you need to jump 40 inches or do you need to jump, like, 28? Uh, I mean, I mean, you know. For a receiver, I can see it. But for uh, yeah. offensive lineman <laughs> or most other – I think for some receivers, was, even for some receivers, it's like if, if they can get open, they don't. their feet don't even need to leave the ground, do they? You know, well, that's it's, true, it's, but it I can depend, see it, it for 50-50 for right, sure. balls. But, like, yeah, for a running back, it's like, what's the why? Exactly. Like, they're just going to climb up the back of the center anyway, who's going to be the man from Michigan, by the way. Yeah, I don't – and it would be cool if he winds up being the starter. But, frankly, I hope he's not this year because that means that the guy that you pulled in, Brown, is better than – the best college center of the year. Right. That would be a good thing. That would be a very, very good thing. And, and I would prefer a veteran too, because he might yeah. already know how to acclimate to the line calls a little bit better where, I mean, halfway exactly. through the season, if that. Right. And I, and I can see that. I can see by the half, by the end of the season, I can see that he'll, he might take over might, because again, since he's calling the, the, Calling the the line the alignments yeah makes makes a big difference. It's not just he's not just plugging in at guard something like that, but like they said, he's had thirty five hundred snaps at center. So it's not yeah, like at he, Michigan. It's not really even in college. <laughs> <laughs> but literally, he said that's why he transferred to Michigan because he wanted he wanted the experience in a pro style offense because they were running in at Virginia. They were running. In, Odd that he went to Air Force, but they didn't run an air raid offense in Air Force. You would think. Anyway, so but that's why he transferred to Michigan to get the pro experience because he felt it would improve his draft stock. It was like makes sense, kind of worked for him. So they it's kind of yeah, kind of sad to say. I mean, this day and age, it's like oh, it improved my draft stock. I'm a fifth round pick, but I mean, it's true. He probably yeah. went from undrafted to yeah, drafted literally because he would have been undrafted. They wouldn't. Obviously, I mean, he he came out of Michigan, running a pro style offense, winning, <laughs> winning the award for the best center, anchoring the best offensive line in college, and still was a fifth round pick. So yeah, yeah, yeah. those interior offensive linemen. I, I feel bad for him because I mean, every once in a while you get that like the guard going to to the Titans and stuff like that. But um, I don't know. By the way, did you see the Titans? Um, draft release video that they made. I did not. You, you've got it. So I think each team did their own little thing. Right, right. The Titans 
probably won the day if you can win an NFL schedule release with their video because basically they went around to different people who were not fans of the NFL, oh, showed oh, them I the logo. It I take it. I take it back. I did see it. I yeah. did see it. And that one lady was so excited about the Seahawks. She was like, Eagles, 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 Eagles from yeah. Pittsburgh. And I was like, oh, no. I know. It was like, oh, that was painful. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, I mean, not everybody. And you don't need to, if you want to live a happy life, you don't need to know anything about sports whatsoever. There are other things in life. So, But if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably a football fan, I'm assuming. Just going out on a limb. Unless you accidentally stumbled on us and you realize, oh, these guys don't actually know anything about football. You know, here's yeah, the thing. You're right. if, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably won't be a fan of football after you listen That's to That's right. Us. A fan of us, football. Sorry. Um, you ruined your life. Speaking of Bob Huggins, so there's there's a guy who has uh, on Seattle Sports, uh, Bob Stelton, who's who's prior to coming to Seattle, he had uh, some in, not involvement, but he had to interview Bob Huggins a few times. And Stelton, Stelton, Stelton. I think that's a misdemeanor in Alabama, isn't it? Felton. <laughs> What's Stelton? Maybe I should mind. Annunciation is very Elton John-esque. But um, he, he had to interview Huggins and he said, each time I interviewed the guy, he was just he was a jerk. He was just a jerk. Mm-hmm. And, and he comes across that way. Right. But the thing that annoys. Me, so if for people that don't know, Bob Huggins went on a Cincinnati radio show last week, I guess, whenever it was, and said the uh, said a homophobic slur and also seemed to couple it in with anti-catholic sentiment which was weird um but the thing that annoys me most is when he he's the coach of west virginia right so they were like oh maybe he'll get fired and he, they weren't saying on seattle sports people in general saying maybe he'll get fired i was thinking he, first of all he's at west virginia so he's not getting fired he's in west virginia if he coached at uw yeah he'd probably yeah. be gone yeah. but at west virginia he's pretty safe but what did they do they cut his salary by a million dollars it's like He's still getting paid millions of dollars, but it's like, who cares? I mean, it's just, it just goes to show the world we live in, right? Like, there's a right way and a wrong way. This guy's been a jerk his whole career. But then him to come out and say something like that, and he knows he can say it because he knows what's going to happen. It's just a shame. They probably, and those are the people leading young men, by the way. They probably put that million dollars into a fund to build a statue for him. So, you know. That's right. Stonewall Huggins. <laughs> <laughs> Oof, gross. Yeah. Anyway, but uh, yeah, and that's actually probably sad to say. But Stonewall Jackson was probably a better human being than Bob Huggins. Yeah, but I'd um, say that's probably quite accurate. Uh, the Seattle Kraken, of course, they they won on Saturday night. So they're whenever you're listening to this, it's still three and three in their series, an ever a never ending series against the Dallas Stars. So they uh, could make that next step to the conference championship. Um, in their second season and first season in the playoffs, so that's that's pretty cool. You're pretty amazing. Um, did you hear about this Mets Nationals thing with the doubleheader that the game got postponed? I did not. Why did it? Why was it postponed, sir? They had a four-hour rain delay yesterday oh, okay. on Saturday. That's a long um, rain delay. Yeah, and then a third inning, fifth inning, fifth inning, I think. Yeah, third or fifth, I can't remember. Anyway, they decided to um. Suspend the game, so they didn't postpone it, but they suspended the game. 
And today on Mother's Day, they decided to just play that suspended game, start it back up earlier in the day, and then they have the other game. But of course, they didn't say, oh, you know what? If you Because it's Mother's Day, you, you bought these tickets, you can just stay. F-. Nope. They got to clear out the stadium after the first suspended game and then restart and then start the second one, bring everybody back in. Of course. Like, you know, what annoys me is that we as fans, right, are the ones paying for it's not the players i mean they're just workers just like we are they get paid a lot more money but they're still just the workers but the leagues the owners they're the ones making the real money off of the fans and but they disrespect fans all the time it's like it makes you wonder speaking like no why would you like sports after listening to this podcast it's generally (laughs) speaking i like sports it's in my nature i'm not not ever going to stop even if i wanted to but it's still not speaking of right or wrong it's still not right I mean, yeah. our, our priorities are screwed up enough anyway, right? It's like, oh, it's mental health. It's not guns. It's like, okay, that's just a cop out. You're not going to do anything for mental health anyway. But it's it's the same thing with when it comes to being a sports fan. It's like we we pay all this money. We pay all the salaries. We pay the, the, the owners make their money off the fans, whether it be however it is, TV contracts or people showing up for games. I mean, if you're going to suspend a game after a four-hour delay and then you're going to charge people by the way again to get into the suspended game which is like paying for 163 games right because they already paid for the game yeah and then clear everybody out and bring it i mean that's just was this was in was this in new york or in yeah it's in new york oh no well no, no, there no. you go hold on hold on i don't Are want to just sure? this, this ted and his mets because i was gonna say because if it's in new york you know ted made a phone call <laughs> this is um i'm former fox and friends so, oh well it's uh, no, it's in it's in uh, it's in Washington. Well, take that back. Now there's your answer because, as you know, there is a huge budget deficit, and what better way to settle the de- deficit than eh, we'll charge them extra? That's right. There you go. Thirty percent of our uh, of our budget went to defense. The other forty forty five percent or some forty five percent of it went to Bryce Harper. There you go. And the last fifteen went to uh, Gary Maddox. <laughs> the rest um, is for Bobby Bonilla. Oh my God! Signed a contract. He did. He signed a contract. They signed the contract. Of course, he signed the contract. It's like, dude, I don't have to work for the rest of five lives. Um, are we ready for the highlight? Uh, the the Lakers. Lakers are moving on. I guess that's the other thing. But yeah, we are ready for our. <clears throat> Speaking of Prince, I'm sure his favorite team was the Lakers too, right? Should have been. No, it's, it's, I guess his favorite team. He's a huge sports fan. He's, he's old enough to have been there when they Definitely were. a Vikings fan. Huge Vikings fan. Minneapolis Lakers. What is it about Minnesota and the color purple? I missed something. I mean, I, I get it. I respect Prince. He's one of my favorite artists, so he's purple. But the Vikings are purple. It's is like, Alice Walker from Minnesota? Maybe that's it. Alice Walker. Is that that's a folk song, folk singer song, right? Yeah, it is. Alice. Alice. Who's singing that? <laughs> Probably one of the Wainwrights. The Kingston Trio. Jeez. Um, <laughs> Kingston Trio will not be, I don't think, will be coming up. But our Rob Gordons are. That's right. Our Rob Gordons are not the Kingston Trio with former singer Bon Scott. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that I would listen to. That's right. I got to hear this new album. <laughs> Highway to Hell by the Kingston Trio. <laughs> We have our Rob Gordons for next week. Um, this week, though, <laughs> this week's Rob Gordons are beer names 
that can also be song titles or should be song titles or in a couple of cases actually already are song titles because I wasn't very creative anyway. Do you actually have a Kingston Trio song on this? No, I do not. Do not. <laughs> it's too bad. That would be so. That'd be. Let me change one right away. <laughs> no, yeah, I don't have anything to change. Oh damn it! I just got the Bay City Rollers. <laughs> You're screwed. <clears throat> actually, it sounds like they should have a song. It sounds like a beer. So uh, I'm number five, right? So yeah, you're okay. number five. My number five is so I don't know how you did it, but I did the name of the beer, not the brewery, but the name of the actual beer, the yeah. subgenre, and then the band, and then who made it. So that number works. five, what's that? That works for me. Okay, number five for me was Speedway Stout, <laughs> which, nice. which which should be uh, an uh, Stone Temple Pilots STP right. song. Uh, it's made by uh, L. Smith out of California, 12% ABV, by the way. I haven't had it. I haven't had any of these. But, I mean, Speedway, I know that STP, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. The former singer of STP, the, the late singer um, of STP. Actually, the name of the band is called STP because he was a big racing fan, um, which is why, oh, I came up with STP, and then we got to fill it out with something. So that's how it got to be Stone Temple Pilots. It was actually just STP. So Speedway style makes sense. So that's my number five. My number five actually is a song title by the band, but it's spelled differently. By so the, the band, the band? I didn't do them either. So Songs from Pink House? Songs <laughs> from the Big House? Songs from Pink House? Whatever it is. Songs from the Big Pink House. Uh, <laughs> John Mellencamp. John Mellencamp, along with this. Okay, so... The beer is Czech Your Head, but it's Czech as in the Czech Republic. I almost said Czechoslovakia and realized I'm old. So Czech Your Head, and of course that is Beastie Boys. And the beer is from Proper Brewing. Do you know where they're from? They're uh, from somewhere on planet Earth. That's right. I think they're Colorado, but I'm not sure. It isn't everything. So uh, my next one, number four, is these are in, just try that again in English. These are in no order, by the way. I have, um, my number one is, is number one, but the rest are just kind of like random, so. Oh, gotcha. So n- number four on my list, I almost feel guilty because it's too easy, but it's a beer called A Deal with the Devil, which of course would be a Rolling Stone song. <laughs> um, and it's by Anchorage out of Alaska, and it's 17.3 percent abv it's basically <laughs> alcohol a deal with i devil. also have i also have that beer uh, a deal with the devil but i gave it to the charlie daniels band but so oh, oddly enough it's too, also yeah. it's also from anchorage brewing weird really the same brewing company makes the same beer that doesn't seem right Bizarre. does it have the same abv it does as far oh my as God, you know it's crazy no. what are the chances Some, someone's getting sued that's all i'm saying so All I right. guess uh, so. I stole. It's weird we came up with one that was <laughs> the same. I'm I'm shocked it took that long to get the same, <laughs> honestly. But um, number three for me, hopefully it's not one of Todd's, is uh, Snake Handler, which of course. Oh my bought. God! I'm kidding. I, <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, you know, it didn't even shock me when you said that. I was like, yeah, okay. Um, but <laughs> Snake Snake Handler by Steve Earle, of course. Of course. Um, uh, which is from Good People, which makes really good beer out of a random place out of Alabama. It's 10% ABV, but just made sense with the Copperhead Road thing. Yeah, absolutely. My number three is Catchy Chorus. And there are so many that would fit, but the first thing band that came to mind for me was ABBA. So Catchy Chorus, 
ABBA would be doing it. And that's actually Dogfish Head Brewing, so a major, relatively major brewer. I've never seen Catchy Chorus anywhere. I've heard it a lot, and right now I've got two ABBA songs going through my head, so thanks a lot, self. (laughs) I, uh, from Delaware, of course, the brewing company. Um, When you said Catchy Chorus, my first thought was Catchy Shuba. It's like, oh, it's a Peter Tosh thing. (laughs) There you go. Um, Number two for me is, uh, is a... I don't even know what the beer refers to. I probably should look it up. It's called, it's S-A-F-T-I-G, Softig. And I thought, that sounds like a Ramstein song. Yes. So um, uh, it's by Pulpit Rock out of Iowa, which is 6.1% ABV. So not very high, but Softig by Ramstein. <laughs> I like that. That's, that's a great beer name. I did uh, not nearly as much research as Lee, so I don't know where the hell the brewery companies are. I looked at one, one website, which is sad that yeah, you did even at, less research. I, I looked at three and just came up with the crap I came up with. So oh, I do like this one, though. You uh, overprepared. That's the issue. That was, there you go. Mine is Coffee Cinnamon Babam. That, of course, would be The Gap Band. And it's from the, it's from the I'm only laughing because you left. <laughs> from no, Fremont, I, I'll say Fremont something Brewing, in a second. Fremont Brewing Company. In out of California, is that where it is? I believe it is. Um, <laughs> Gap Band Four is a phenomenal album. Okay, I'll say that it's got like outstanding and dropped a bomb on me and stuff like that on there. But there's a one record store, and I'm not making any of this up. I can make it up that fast. But there's a record store in, in Oak Ridge, where I live, that actually has another Gap Band album, but not Gap Band 4. And I could buy it on Amazon and stuff like that. Yeah. But it's like, I have to wait until it gets to that record store. That was, <laughs> it's like, I think that, that album came out in, what, 84, 85, maybe, something like that. But I loved that album. <laughs> and I was, it's funny you brought that up, but yeah, that's just, um, I got it. Yeah, I got to That's it. So it's funny you brought up Gap Band. <laughs> just, I mean, it fit, right? Yeah. <clears throat> and my, uh, were you number two? You're number two. Uh, you know, you're number one. Number one. Number one, yeah. My yeah. number one is a, a beer called Captain's Daughter, which just sounded, screamed stereophonics, which is a Welsh band to me, because uh, they have, it just sounds like one of their songs. Um, but it's yeah. by Graysell out of Rhode <laughs> Island, of all places. So um, postage stamp, it's probably the only brewery because it's the only, it's on that one little piece of land that is Rhode Island. And it's uh, 8.5% ABV. Woo! Lovely. I have my number one, and this is, this was my number one. The others were just kind of like random. So this is uh, Society in Solitude number six. That's and an awesome course, title. That could only be Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. And I'm, I'm surprised <laughs> that it, I mean, I checked because I wonder, is that really an Emerson, Lake, and Palmer song? Because so many beers are named after songs. But of course, this is actually for <clears throat> the gentleman who did many fine books, Society and Solitude. Anyway, this is from Hill Farmstead Brewery, which is in Vermont, which makes sense yes. and also makes sense that this literally is their sixth society and solitude group oh they yeah. actually have five that came before it oh, that's, that's like they screwed that one up <laughs> it's like they keep trying until they perfect it but that's the one that i actually like okay 
I like that because that definitely sounds like an ALP song. It's like, oh my god, that's insane. Anyway, I, th- I thought you were just gonna say it's Society and and Solitude um, number six, and it was ironic because it's the one Chicago song that's that followed yeah. twenty five or six to one, and I was like, oh okay. But uh, the ironic part is you went with a, a law firm that that made the song instead of True. Chicago, I'm the heaviest at, band ever. I'm, Chicago. I'm looking at their website. Chicago's. Uh, Yes. Hill Farmstead Brewery. They have, they've only been around since 2010, which actually for craft breweries is a long time. Uh, I'm, I'm picturing they don't actively brew all these because they have hundreds, and I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. They have hundreds of brew, uh, self reliance, self reliance, self reliance. They have, how many self reliance? do they have oh my god uh maybe maybe it's not even the big the big yes. metal thing maybe it's just a barrel they have think, like 100 I, barrels in there i think it's a barrel okay i'm sorry they actually have society and solitude they're up to number 13 now six was the one i came across 13. so 13 Gosh. song of, they, how did they screw up the first ones i don't know they're sad this one's too sour this works one's not love. sour enough. this one's just right Works of love, works of love. And then they have yellow raspberry. It's like, wait a minute. Madness and reason. Well, they had to have yellow raspberry after screwing up all those other ones because they had to get it right somehow, right? So it's just like Goldilocks. They are up to 33, I'm sorry, 30, they, yeah, 36 blends of civil disobedience, by the way. Basically, so you're saying they have like hundreds of beers, but it sounds like they just have three kinds of beer. And they Basically. just keep remaking the same they thing. They just kind of remake the same thing, yeah. No, they literally have done, and I'm, I assume they don't go back and ever brew these again. This must just be their their history, because I can't imagine. No, it says, a complete library of, of our beers. Uh, I see what you did. Very, very, very tricky. Did you say ice? Oh, that's that's not cool after Title 42 ended. No, it's not very It's cool. cold. It's cold as ice. It's a foreigner. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so good. It was got to be a pick. foreigner beer. Gotta be a foreigner beer. Yeah, they're up to 36 uh, blends of civil disobedience. Actually, you know what? It couldn't be a foreigner beer because we don't allow those people in our country. Well, not the brown ones anyway. Thanks for listening. Why are you the worst? This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.